Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Top five bad gym habits of sport climbers. Originally here at the power company, we didn't often talk about the differences between climbers who choose to mostly climb routes and those who choose boulders. I'll go ahead and call that neglectful on my part because there are some fundamental things that are different about the two. We'll talk more about those differences in a later post, but for now, I want to focus on a difference that wasn't obvious at first. The fact that while in the gym, for the most part, boulders are closer than sport climbers to training the correct way. Since many people have a tendency to automatically jump to extremes to discount everything they read, let me note here that I said, for the most part. You boulders aren't off the hook. To paraphrase several readers of Jamie Emerson's now defunct but excellent site, B3 Bouldering, why 5? Why not 10? Why not 20? And to paraphrase Jamie's answer, because it's my book and my list. Any more questions? Okay then, on with the show. Number five, going climbing. Let me start by saying this. If you go to the gym just to have fun with no desire to improve, then you should go and do exactly that. You should climb, do whatever you want. Treat it the same way you do when you go outside, just climb. If you want to improve, however, you should definitely not go to the gym to just go climbing. If your goal is to treat the gym as training for climbing, then you'll have to structure it differently than you do your outdoor sessions. If your normal routine is to warm up, sample a few climbs, see how the project feels today, and then do three laps on the same 510, stop. Do something different anything. Spend the night working on a project. Spend it on vertical top ropes instead of leading the roof again. Go bouldering. And whatever you're doing, try hard. Learn something and take note of what you learned. This doesn't have to be an endless treadmill. If you do it right, it could get you somewhere. Number four, staying in their strengths. When I look around the climbing gym, it's always the same people on the same angles. The crimp masters post up at the near vertical walls. The compression junkies find all the biggest slopers and stake out the arets. Those opposed to footwork are campusing up the steeps. It never fails. Hooray! You did another 45 degree V9 sloper rig. Good job. But why do you keep telling people that the 15 degree techie balance problem is awkward and stupid? Because you suck at it, that's why which is precisely why you should be doing it. It's true. Your hardest outdoor sins will likely be the ones that will suit your strengths. However, the level of return you'll get on climbing solely at a particular angle or always on a particular group will diminish rapidly. Paying closer attention to your weaknesses will make you a better climber. No question. And what happens when your ultimate compression project ends with a run-out, techie headwall? You'll wish you had spent more time on those awkward, stupid problems. Number three, counting pitches, discounting quality. 
Often when I ask sport climbers how their session was, I get an answer that details the number of pitches they climbed on, as if they're in direct competition with Alex Honnold or they're training for 24 hours of horseshoe hell. There's no mention of how hard they were trying, whether they learned anything new, or if they made progress on something. Only a confirmation that they reached their arbitrary number of scheduled pitches for the session. Again, let me say this. If your goal in climbing is to get in a predetermined number of pitches each time you climb, and that's enough to make you happy, then by all means, keep doing it. I wish my goals were as simple to achieve. I envy you. Seriously. However, if you want to improve at rock climbing, then somewhere along the line you got bamboozled into believing that a certain number of pitches is directly related to getting better. It isn't. Well, that isn't entirely true. Sometimes it is directly related. When you're a beginner or new to sport climbing, then it may very well be to your benefit to get in lots of pitches. If it's early in the season and you're getting your route legs back under you, I'll give you a pass. But if it happens every week, your pass is revoked. Instead of concerning yourself with the number of pitches, try paying attention to the quality of the pitches and the quality of the rest between pitches. If you're cramming 24 pitches into a three-hour session, it's likely that you aren't rested well enough to give 100% physically, mentally, or emotionally to your performance on 23 of those pitches. If the desire is to improve, I would rather see someone give three high-quality attempts at a hard project or a climb that exploits their weaknesses than send 15 pitches at the same grade they've been climbing for the past five years. Quality, not quantity. Number two, take. While I used to be a staunch traditionalist, I now see the truth. There's a time and a place for saying take and sitting on the rope while working out moves, while warming up for actual safety reasons. There's also a time and place when take should be completely removed from your vocabulary while in red point mode, while on sighting or flashing, while training. If you're on a rope for training, it's likely that you're doing one of two things a low-intensity endurance workout in which you should never get near the point of failure, or a workout that requires reaching failure at a specific point to affect adaptation. In either case, unless for safety reasons, the word take has little place. The gym isn't only a training ground for the physical aspects of climbing. For many of us, the gym is an important place to hone our mental and emotional skills. Learning to go for it in the gym can make for much more productive days outside. For the many of you who find that several days are spent on your project just convincing yourself to make the next move or clip, cultivating this skill while training can dramatically speed up the process. Use take when appropriate. But when you've assessed the risks and you're ready to go hard, forget the word entirely. And the number one bad gym habit of sport climbers? Ignoring bouldering. I used to be you. I trained solely on routes. I mean, I wasn't a boulder, so why waste my time bouldering? Essentially, routes are a bunch of boulders all stacked on top of each other. Sometimes those boulders are stacked in your favor, sometimes they aren't. In every case, sending depends on how efficiently, if at all, you can do the moves. It all comes down to strength and power. If the hardest moves on a route are at your utmost limit, it's unlikely that you'll send. And the best way to get better at harder moves is to try them bouldering. <laughs>
you can absolutely work on difficult moves on a rope. However, even if you've mastered the art of trying 100% despite the fall potential, you've climbed a number of moves just to get there. You'll use energy to pull back up the rope. It takes more effort. It takes more time. Stop wasting time and energy and work on hard moves right on the ground. There's no better way to get stronger. I've heard many sport climbers claim that they've never been shut down by a move, so there's no reason to train bouldering. Actually, I've said that myself. Either you're abnormally strong or you aren't trying routes that are difficult enough. I'd guess the latter. Even if you've never encountered a move that you can't do, gaining more power will make all those moves seem easier. You'll be less depleted for that last move showdown, or you'll have more left for the pump fest following that first bolt nerd gate. More power can't hurt. Less power certainly can. Okay, so um, Nadia Sante, I'm one of the climbing coaches. I'm really excited to be part of the crew. Like I, I love working with everyone at Power Company. Everyone's great. All the coaches are great. We have a great support system. So really, and really. We love, we love having you. <laughs> Really, uh, it's really awesome being part of the crew. But um, I've been climbing for over 10 years, you know, started pretty casually in the gym, um, you know, the first probably five years. I didn't really, I was, I was going to the red, but not very consistently, you know, here and there. But probably the last whew, seven or eight years been very consistent, been getting outside, you know, um, in the spring and fall and even in the summer sometimes but yeah I've been way more consistent have been um more focused on training not just not just climbing on on ropes been definitely bouldering more but yeah so I've been climbing for a while <laughs> been out there a lot of people probably have seen me at the crag <laughs> yeah and I would I would add to that that not only had they seen you, but I think you're a noticeable person at the crag because you try really hard, you carry yourself like an athlete, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a thing that has really kind of come into its own in climbing, um, in the last, last few years, um, when I first started climbing, there weren't a lot of women and it wasn't super accepted for women to look like athletes, carry themselves mm -hmm. like athletes, you know, not mm -hmm. that it wasn't accepted, but it, it, it just wasn't the thing people did. So mm -hmm. you, you are an athlete, you carry yourself like an athlete. And oh, thank you. And I think that's, I mean, admirable. I notice when there are women at the crag who who look strong. I'm like, yeah. hell yes. You know, I love seeing it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself like super strong, you know, I, I'm okay, but not, there's definitely a lot of really, really strong women climbers and I look up to them and, sure. but I definitely, I definitely feel like I at least try really hard. If any, if I have anything going for me is I, I always give it a hundred percent People have probably heard me yelling a lot. <laughs> that's one yeah. thing that I I do like. I, I find that I can tap into that, and yeah. I do try really hard. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a great skill to have. And you're more of a sport climber, right? Yeah, mm -hmm, definitely. 
Was there something about this chapter in particular that that you relate to as a sport climber? Mm-hmm. I think that I probably have made all of the mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, in fact, um, I think the only one that's not a personal mistake for me is the counting pitches. All the other ones yeah. are me. The counting pitches is just something that I've started noticing a lot. Right. So I feel like I can relate to all of the habits that, I mean, we've all sort of been there and we've all had to break them in a way in order to get better. So I think that's why it was, you know, and I do sport climb a lot more. So I felt like this chapter was more relatable. (laughs) So, and um, one of the main ones I thought for me, especially, and it's still a habit that I work on breaking all the time is saying take, (laughs) right? Mm. Like, I feel like I use that (laughs) a lot. I mean, I take a lot, but I think it's also depends on the situation. Like you wrote, you know, like there are times when it's okay to say take, like when you're working um, a project, it's okay because you are scared and you are, you are trying different moves. So that's okay. But I definitely find myself that I need to break that habit more and, like reading through this chapter, I'm like, yeah, that's one that I I need to work on more as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to hear that, you know, you as a coach, as an experienced sport climber can read that thing that seems so simple on the surface and mm-hmm. and say, shit, I, this is something I need to actually pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Because when I was reading back all these chapters, you know, recording all these chapters, there were multiple times where I was like, damn it, I wish I had reread what I wrote, you know, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And and I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's all really simple, but which maybe is what makes it so easy to overlook and mm-hmm. forget about. With, with the word take, when are the times you're using it that you feel like you could get rid of it? I think there are times when I'm on like what probably when I'm trying to onsite something and mm. I I fall into that trap mm. of maybe getting scared because I do get a little bit more scared than I think than a lot of people and um so I, I find that when I'm trying especially new climbs I I tend to overuse that word. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I, I, I wish I didn't have to, but I I find that I just get very scared. And for me, that's one of my weaknesses in climbing is I get, I get very scared when I'm climbing. I'm scared of falling, but, and it's something I have to work on every day and yeah, it gets better with every season, right? Like, you know, we get stronger, we gain more confidence in our climbing ability, but that's still one of the things that I have to work through all the time. So, yeah, on-siting, on-siting is like, you know, if, if you look at the red point process, you know, it starts at like going bolt to bolt or whatever, or depending on the difficulty of the climb. And on-siting is this kind of thing by itself down there at the bottom, you know, one mm-hmm. attempt, that's really all you get. And it requires you to make this mindset shift on the ground. 
-hmm. And it's tough to make it there, you know, especially when you're a red point climber who has learned kind of your process. Yep. (laughs) And it takes me this many tries to get comfortable, to get over the fear, to be willing to go for it above this bolt or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to fall back into that that normal pattern that you get into when you're working on sure. something, you know, and, just... sure. that, and I fall in. Yep. I, <laughs> I, completely, I, yep. I fall into that trap, unfortunately, but you know, it's just like you said, there's just like that comfort zone and mm-hmm. like you, you get used to something and yeah, you have to, you have to break it, break that um, trap sometimes, but it, it's hard. It's hard to do that. You have to, you have to commit to doing that for sure. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a, a really common one, you know, is, <laughs> is overusing the word take. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a valid word. You should be using it. It's more efficient to use it sometimes, you know, but then you should also start to recognize when it's no longer being helpful and try to weed it out of your, out of that mm-hmm. part of your process. So yeah. I'm glad you said I have to work on it every day. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to work on it this weekend when I go to <laughs> <laughs> like, But Chris said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you in the I mean, we've all been kind of out of commercial gyms for the most part for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But the the idea of going into the gym and going climbing and just treating your day like you treat a day outside is something I used to see so often at RockQuest. In, you know, in the, in the gym, people would just come in and act like it was a climbing day and then not understand why they weren't getting better. And mm-hmm. I saw that, I mean, for years, the same people would do it and not understand. And I think that's a really big issue too. You know, if you're not improving with your your routine, how it is, you have to change the damn thing or it's not going right. to make a difference. Right. Oh, for sure. And, um, kind of going, you know, into like people ignoring then bouldering, right. They go into yeah. the gym and they're always getting on ropes, but personally I've stopped rope climbing in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I don't rope climb anymore because it doesn't make me a better climber. Right. Like I need to work on power. I need to work on my weaknesses. And I find that bouldering is the best way to mm-hmm. prepare for sport climbing. Yeah. I mean, you, you handle a lot of our proven plans and mm-hmm. in our proven plan system, once when you're a, like a low five twelve climber, somebody breaking into the five twelves, I'm still recommending that people get on a rope in the gym sometimes, you know, yeah, because I think there's still a lot of value there to learn, you know, the psychology of climbing on a rope, to learn your red point process, you know, to learn how to go for it above a bolt. Mm-hmm. But then once you're climbing, like at the mid twelve and up level there's almost no reason to get on a rope anymore in the gym. And we regularly have people say, well, you've got this 512 program for ropes. How come there's not a 513 program for ropes? I want to, I want to climb on ropes in the gym. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't need to. They're like, but I want to. And I'm like, that's why you shouldn't (laughs) because you want to keep doing the same thing. Right. And then you see those maybe 512 climbers, they're not improving 
They're getting on the same thing in the gym. Mm -hmm. And yes, maybe they're going like they're doing great on those five twelves, but they're not improving. They're staying at the same level for years. So it's a trap. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Were you ever a pitch counter? No, I don't. I don't recall. I always, I always like to push myself in the gym. I never, I wasn't like, oh, I have to get this many pitches in. No, I, I that's always, one. I, yeah. It always baffled me, like driving home from the red when people would be like, oh, well, I got my 10 pitches in today. I'm like, <laughs> what, excuse me? Was, was mm. there a quota? I didn't get the memo. You know, was I supposed yeah. to get five more pitches in? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's always the people who are stuck somewhere and they're like, oh, I can't get past this grade. So I have to do this number of pitches to make up for it or something. Mm -hmm. It's such (laughs) a weird, it doesn't compute, you know, the math doesn't add up, but Mm -hmm. so many people get stuck in it. You have to do this many pitches. Yeah. They need to start climbing at the new. (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Yeah. And, like, I wanted to kind of bring up, like, you know, people when people staying in their strengths. It's mm. it's not even necessarily physical strengths. Like, yeah. we, a lot of times, we need to work on the mental weaknesses just as much as the physical weaknesses. Yeah, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things surrounding whatever that thing is that you're not getting on, there's a reason you're not getting on it. Exactly. What is that reason? You know? Yeah. Like I'll use myself as an example. This past weekend, I got on something at the new and I almost gave up at the second bolt because I was terrified. I was just like, no, like I was just looking at the bolts. I'm like, no, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what? why am I climbing right now? But then I'm like, okay, like relax. It's okay. You're not gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> and you just get through. So, I think I think it's it's good working on those weaknesses because you have to really reel it in and be like, okay, like, do you want to get better or not? If you want to get better, you have to push through this, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important. You have to push through this. It doesn't mean, oh, tomorrow I need to just not be scared anymore. You know, right. it, it doesn't work that way. You can't jump from this this step in your process all the way to the outcome that you're looking for. You have to move through that space that's scaring you, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And like with Annalisa, um, she's a timid leader at first. You know, she doesn't, she hates onsighting, refuses. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't like terrain that she hasn't explored before she would rather top rope first and then bolt to bolt 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 <laughs> until she's ready to start linking things you know yeah and what we've talked about a lot is just let's take a little baby step at a time you know the next day out or the next project that we work on let's try to speed that process up just a little bit so normally you would top rope it first let's Let's go up it with a stick clip, bolt to bolt first. Mm -hmm. You're still getting to top rope, but it's a little bit different, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and then maybe where you would bolt to bolt it four times before you're willing to try to connect bolts and feel like you might fall. Let's only do it three times, you know, Mm -hmm. and try to take those little baby steps to speed up that 
process because I mean, all of these, the emotional things, the mental things, the technical things, all of this are things that we need to work on. We need to add together. And, and the gym is a great place also to work through some of those things, right? Like you don't want to get outside and then have to do this whole process, especially if you don't have a ton of weekends, right? A lot of people only get out on the weekends. So the Mm -hmm. gym is a great place to work on all of these things and work through that process. And then when you get outside, you have less, you have to waste less time, you know, exactly. Like, what are my tactics? Like, am I going to talk about this first or what am I going to do? So, you know, the gym is great for that. Yeah. And it should be used that way. You know, Mm -hmm. so many people don't use it that way, but Mm -hmm. it absolutely should, particularly if you have limited time outside. Yes, definitely. Totally off topic, but I'm curious now that you've, now that you've said (laughs) this and you've talked about you, you know, getting scared, like at the second bolt. And I know Mm -hmm. so many climbing couples go through this and you, you mostly climb with your husband, I think, Brian, Mm -hmm. and who, who is a really good climber in his own right. And I'm curious how Brian deals with that. Like, how do you two as a couple Mm -hmm. work through those moments when you're yeah. at the second bolt scared, he knows you can do it mm-hmm. and he's trying to let you know that you can do it. How does that look? You know, this <laughs> I think this season has tested our relationship <laughs> probably more than any other season. Um, just because we've been, you know, going to the New River Gorge instead of the Red a little bit more. Right. And uh, Is that scarier for you? Um, yeah, it's okay. very scary. It, yeah. The walls are not always clean. You're climbing right. sideways from your bolt. Mm-hmm. You, there's a lot of p- pendulum fall potential. You're mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just very heady. And I've, you know, there's been many weekends where I've broken down and I'm like, sure. Brian, like, I need you, like, I need more patience. Like he, I know he's trying to help, but a lot of times what, um he like the things that he says in my mind I like it's criticism it's over coaching right um you know I break down sometimes I'm like Brian just let me like I just maybe just don't say anything just let me figure it out like less talking (laughs) let me let me just get into my own head and let let me figure this out It's, it's tough it's been it's been hard but um, on that particular la- route where I almost gave up, he was actually very patient. You know, he would just let me take, let me calm down. Good. And, you know, he, he's definitely really good about being patient with me. Um, and because he knows, he knows how scared I am. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I am not good at it either. Um, I've worked on it. I've gotten better at it. But. I am not super patient when it yeah. comes to climbing <laughs> and, and Annalisa and I have, have struggled with it at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we found an okay balance, but she still has to remind me like, you know, yeah. I need you to just be patient with me right now, you know? Right, right. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, 
vine, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's hard. Tricky. Yeah. But I think that both you and Brian, you don't get like, it's, you don't get as scared. Right. There's just like, right. and I tell Brian this, like you might be scared, right? Like I'm sure he is scared to a degree, but I'm like, you don't understand my level of right. scared. You right. just don't get it. So like, just, I need you to just be patient, talk less, yep. <laughs> just be there for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's perfect advice um, <laughs> for him, for me, for a lot of mm-hmm. the partners listening, mm-hmm. because it's a real thing, you know, and frankly, mm-hmm. it's not in this chapter, but I do think that's a bad habit of belayers for sport climbers, yeah. mm-hmm. particularly when they're couples is to yeah. <laughs> not be patient, you know, to, to not realize that that the emotional state that the climber is in at that moment is so mm-hmm. heightened, so intense that right. anything you say adds <laughs> to that tension, yep. you know, yeah. and it, it might just be too much. Mm-hmm. So I, there, you know, there have been a lot of times where I say something positive and Annalisa's like, don't fucking tell me what I can do. And I'm like, oh my no, God, right. you know, I was being positive. But what I don't realize is that she's just in such a tense place and my voice elicits this emotional reaction that Mm -hmm. takes her over the top, you know, I, so I should just shut up would be the better response. Is, yeah. I mean, same with Brian. He'll just, he'll tell me positive things. But in my mind, yeah. it registers completely <laughs> different. It's like I'm hearing completely different words. Yeah. Right. Totally. And like you said, it's because we're just in such an emotional state because we're trying to push ourselves too. And we're hearing completely different things. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a tough thing. And I I'm glad that this came up because I, I think it's one of the toughest things to get past. And, and I don't mention it in the book at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Next, <laughs> next book. <laughs> tell, tell Brian we weren't trying to throw him under the bus yeah, here. No. Or just he don't tell him anything and let him listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah. No, he knows. We've talked about it a lot this season. Mm-hmm. So he knows. <laughs> we'll have to get you both on and... Yeah, you and Brian and Annalisa and I can all talk through it. That would be it would be, be a that fun would conversation. Be fun, yeah. Just just to hear different points of view, right? <laughs> yeah, and see if Brian and I can exercise our shutting up. Yeah, actually, in the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well, I I appreciate you taking the time out to to talk with me, and yeah, in the future, I think. Hopefully, you know, whenever we're in the same town together, people will hear more from you on here. Yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. Tomorrow, the top five bad gym habits of boulders. We don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time,